Well, welcome back to the When I Heard This Podcast. My name is Nate Robinsoff, and I'm here with Pastor Joseph Tillman, MDiv, soon to be demon. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm well, man. I'm well. Today's, we're doing it. Yeah. Another, yep. another day? Another time. Another episode. Yep. Let's do this thing. The whole set's on and everything, and we're here. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> My pleasure. Um, we are on Facebook and Instagram at When I Heard This and Twitter and Locals at When I Heard This Podcast. Patreon is $5. Today, we are doing more temple stuff because apparently you do a lot of things with your body. This is true. And there was just too many questions. I gotcha. All right, man. And today is going to be a little bit more questions like the ones that we did last time. And then some questions about me and if I can't really take care of myself. Okay. And if that's my fault. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so good. let's talk about it. First question, though. Uh-huh. Uh... I wanted to go back to tattoos and piercings. Of course you did. Because we <laughs> we talked about we talked about having them, but we didn't really talk about getting them. Okay. All right. Because the act of getting them is uh-huh. is potentially a different thing. Okay. Uh, maybe. I okay. don't know, but maybe. <laughs> so Sometimes when you get a piercing or tattoo, uh-huh. they are in areas that are private. Adam and Eve covered them no-no zones. Okay. Okay. So are those okay? Uh-huh. To have. And some of them you have to get them in your private Adam and Eve no-no zones in a certain sexual state in order to actually get them okay so are those okay all right so because you said tattoos were fine if you think jesus is cool with it right if you're glorifying god with your body glorifying Mm -hmm. god with your body Uh so am i is it possible okay for me to glorify god with my body when Uh i have to go get a tattoo like that gotcha all right so and I think what or you're, a piercing, or, yeah, mostly okay. a piercing. Okay, probably mostly. All right, I think the question you're asking is a good one because it gets down into really what's the motive for it. Okay, right. If the motive is I want to gain attention, or the motive is I'm doing this so that if people find out about it, then maybe they'll be more attracted to me or sexually attracted to me, mm-hmm. or there's these sexual motivations behind it. I think. So just beyond the the act of it, it's the the issue of what's the motive behind it. Okay. Okay, because like we know that in society, it's not just the nakedness issue. Because if if you I'm mean like a, being it, naked in front of a, or, of other or, of other people. Because right, if I'm or, if I'm on a sports team. Right. right. I'm in changing in the locker room. Okay. If I go to the gym, changing in the locker room. If you have to go to the doctor for a, um, a checkup or for a, a medical um, need, mm-hmm. then all of those things can um, expose private areas. Okay. In our right. bodies. And they have to get in there sometimes. Sure. A doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, so that's not just the issue in and of itself. Mm-hmm. It's, Again, going back to the to the motive, 
of why a tattoo, why a piercing in those areas. Okay. So if, and that's, I think, I, and I think it would be hard pressed if I'm just being honest to say, yeah, my motive is to glorify God by getting tattoos or piercings in those, in those areas. Okay. I, I would be really like, I would have to, it would have to be an interesting rationale f- for me to get on board with that one. Well, that's right. Be- right. Because I was, when, when we got done with the other episode and uh-huh. I was trying to think and I thought to ask this, okay, I was like, I can't think of a reason besides anything sexual to get that or why that would be glorifying to God. Right. So I had to ask a question. Yeah. No, good question. Okay. Good question. All right. So back to our regularly scheduled program. (laughs) So now we're going to be talking about like if I can't take care of myself. Okay. So we live in the world. We do. And like the sun's out. Mm-hmm. and bugs yes. and clean drinking water mm-hmm. and all those things that people deal with okay. that I can't control. Right. So am I held responsible by Jesus mm-hmm. and heaven okay. and whoever or whatever for not being able to take care of my body since we just live here and it sucks. <laughs> Since we just live here and it sucks. Okay. So all right, I'm I'm let me I'm trying to get my head around the question. Um are you saying okay, so if I'm in a I'm born in a place so that's outside of my control and I am pretty much I'm born on earth. Uh-huh. And lots of stuff is trying to kill me. Okay. And in the past more so, but right. there's germs. Sure. That are just am I held responsible for any of that? No, you're not held responsible for the fact that um I might be born in a space or a place where there is not clean drinking water. Um so therefore getting disease or illness from that water is more likely. And so I'm not held. Re- no, I'm not held responsible for that. I'm not held responsible for the fact that I may not have clean food to eat. I mean, I'm not held responsible for those things. If that's where I'm, as that's where I'm born, that's where I'm being raised. I'm not held responsible for that. And and so, and even if I grow up and now I'm an adult and living in that same you know um, area, and you know, I'm not. I'm still not held responsible for that. That's nothing that I have you know, done if mm-hmm. you were, um, now not that we're not at times contributing to unclean water, but a lot of times when you're in places that have unclean water, it's not the, it's not those individuals fault that their, their water is unclean. Mm-hmm. And so, no, they're not held responsible for that. So God's not going to get mad that I didn't at least try to move if my situation's bad. In an area yeah. I'm in? Yeah, I see. And I think that's one of the things that maybe as Americans we think of. Mm-hmm. Like, well, why don't you just move? Okay. But if I'm if I'm raised in a village where being part of that village and being part of that family is, is really important. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's not the thought of, like, mobility. There's not the thought of, well, I can just move 
to a different village or move to a different city to get the better, um, you know, a healthier environment. Mm -hmm. Like there's, that's not a thought process. It's, this is where I was born. This is where I was raised. This is where I'm going to work. This is where I'm going to have a family. This is where I'm going to die. And so the idea of like options and mobility doesn't really even come across the mind that often in those, in those areas. And, and so I, I, yeah, so I don't think there's a, you're not held to, you know, you're not held uh, to blame by God for that. So when I'm a baby, uh huh, I can't control anything. Okay. So am I held responsible for my temple as a baby or toddler or okay. till whenever? Okay. So uh, are you held responsible as like a baby or like really young mm. child? No. Okay. You're not held responsible. But I will say this. Children do learn right and wrong fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're, I know from my kids, uh, you know, like you're at a restaurant and they've got like their cup on, on the little table and they, they knock it off and maybe they accidentally knock it off at first, but they knock it off. And then all of a sudden it gets them attention. Someone picks it up, puts it back on their uh, little uh, tray and then they knock it off again and then you're telling them don't do that and they'll knock it off and they kind of look over at you and smile like mm. but i did it anyway and it's like you see this in your kids and 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 so i think as children they you, children learn right and wrong pretty quickly mm. i mean again some of it's just on a it it, it that idea of knowing right and wrong obviously grows as they grow right like the what all that encompasses um at first it may just be realizing that when a parent says no or when a parent says stop it i should stop but i'm choosing not to and there's maybe not the idea of the why it's just mom dad told me to stop an adult told me to stop i know i should stop but i'm not going to um, and so I think children learn again, pretty quickly what's right or what's wrong. And so they actually need to be told that what their action is, is wrong. If no one ever tells them they're wrong, then how can they be held accountable for that? Okay. I and mean, they've got to be told it's wrong. Um, and, but they're not in control of like, where they live or what they eat or what they drink or their sleeping patterns. Like they're not in control of those things at young ages. Um, so they're, they're not held responsible for that. Um, and obviously they're not held responsible for their salvation until they get to a certain age where they can realize for themselves that it's not, not just about their actions, but that again, the motives behind those actions, the whys behind those actions and that they're actually, they are actually in need of, of knowing Jesus and in need of a savior. Um, and so I don't want to put anything like salvific upon them too early. And that even changes depending on a kid. You may have one kid at four years old who gets all of that. And then another kid may be eight years old when they get all that or mm -hmm. 12. I mean, it just, it really depends on the child. Um, and so, so I hope that helps. Okay. When I'm a baby, mm -hmm. really bad things could happen or when I'm a toddler. 
Okay. So how do I deal with that within my own body later? Okay. So to all things that are bad happening to you, yeah. not because of you, but to you. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, and when you're, and we're, we're kind of exchanging words like temple and body back and forth. Right. We're almost making them synonymous at this point. So when you're talking about your body and something's happening to you, people can sin against you. Right. Whether that's as a child or, you know, infant, a toddler or at any age, people can sin against you. And so I think learning that though I, that my body has been harmed again, that's not my fault. Mm -hmm. It's not like I need to ask for forgiveness for what happened to me. Um, obviously as one gets old enough, you're wanting to help that individual be able to forgive anyone that committed an action or a sin against them, but that they need to realize that, but their, their body is still valuable and that their, the body is still clean and, okay. and, and in other words, and pure. And because I think sometimes what can happen is things happen to one's body and you become shamed or you begin being again to think your body's not pure because of that. And, and, um, or maybe God's even ashamed of that, and none of those things are the case. So the, when I get to heaven, there's not going to be like a list of you messed up your body this way, but other people messed up your body this way, so you're fine. No, there's none of those. Okay. Lists. Yeah, and I think that's one of the misnomers. Like we think that we're going to stand up before the Lord, and there's going to be this long like list like presented to us of all the things that we did wrong. That's not a misnomer. That's true. <laughs> absolutely not true i thought that was true no it's not true what yeah <laughs> so when we we're stand, being judged if there's no list of of, of, of all of, the wrongs of all the wrongs then what are we being judged on okay so yeah uh, <laughs> this is a whole nerd topic but i'm glad we're on it so this because this is helpful we have to realize that if i'm saved by grace through faith mm -hmm. in christ jesus that his blood covers me and his blood speaks for me. So, and so, so the, 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 the stuff that I got forgiven for is redacted with red out. Right. Like, so the Lord says, not, blood. yeah, the, right. The Lord says that we're forgiven and that our sins are removed as far as the East is from the West. And that's again, using earthly language to say it's being, it's being completely removed. And because it goes, and I will remember it no more. That's what the Lord says. I will remember it no more. Okay. And so we have to realize that our sins under the blood of Jesus are no more. And so therefore, when we stand before the Lord, it's not like we're standing up there going, well, let's, let's hear the laundry list of all the things that I did wrong in the course of my life. No, for those of us that are, again, that are saved, that know Christ, the blood speaks a better word. In other words, the blood of Jesus actually, that is what is pleading our case, pleading our cause that we're under the blood. So therefore, it's just you're forgiven. It's just welcome. That's and the judgment that so the, the judgment that we're talking about, that we're concerned about, the judgment's already come upon Christ. So if I'm going to hell though, are all of those things on a list up there? When we're going to hell, I don't. I don't want to sit here and say that 
there's going to be a list read to me. I don't know. Okay. okay. But what I do know is that that because I have not said yes to following Jesus, because I've not, I have not got said, God, I am sorry for what I've done. God, I believe that you sent Jesus to die on the cross and rise from the grave. If I have not done those things, if, so if I'm not said, I'm sorry, if I've not put my trust and my faith in Christ Jesus, then yes, I will find myself in hell apart from God. And I will spend my eternity apart from God. Do I, am I sitting here saying that a list is going to be read to me? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. To be honest with you, it's kind of like on both sides. Like, I don't think a list has to be necessarily read because if I'm apart from the Lord, the list won't matter. I'm just apart from the Lord. If I'm, if I'm with the Lord, I know the list doesn't matter. Whether the things I've done good or the things I've done wrong, it doesn't matter because I'm with the Lord. And that's the highest gain okay. or apart from him being the highest loss. Well, I want a list. You don't get list, buddy. When I'm old mm -hmm. and I've done all this terrible stuff to my body okay. and I can't take care of myself anymore, mm -hmm. am I responsible for my body after that point? So I'm not, I cannot take care of myself is what you're saying. Right. Physically incapable of doing so. Right. Or mentally whatever it may be right, right? i'm in hospice and the okay. nurse starts bathing me and all that kind of yeah, stuff bathing me, me and, or punching me in the face okay i'm hoping she is yeah. not punching you in the face but, i've seen videos of that oh so. lord help me if i'm old yeah right and and i cannot you know i i cannot care for my own self i'm uh, i'm dependent on someone else to care for me mm -hmm. and by the way that's not just an age thing Right, because that could that we could become physically incapable mm. of caring for ourselves, or mentally incapable of caring for ourselves at a certain point because of various reasons. We're not held responsible for what we can't control, what we can't take care of. Okay, you know, and so that needs to be very clear. No, and at the same time, we also need to realize we've not lost any value. We've not lost, um, like our, in other words, our our bodies still hold value. As being image bearers of God, value for what? Because, for that, because we we're, we're valued because we just again because we've been made in the image of God. Okay, and right. so we're no, of no less value or of of no less importance. Okay, just because we are physically or mentally incapable of caring for our own body. If I'm poor, okay, and I can't take care of my body because I'm poor. Okay. Is that my fault? Do I need to go try to make more money and make it better? Okay. If I just stay poor and keep buying store brand water instead of Fiji water, is that my fault? Okay. So because if, being rich can make your health better. Sure. But or worse, but mostly better. Right. If you're good at it. If you're yeah, you use it wisely. Right. So if I am, poverty obviously ranges pretty broadly mm -hmm. on a scale. Mm -hmm. um, if I am born in a, if I'm born in a third world country and I do not have the means to eat properly, okay? In other words, I'm going to eat what I have, mm -hmm. what I can. There's no shame in that. You're, you're doing what's there in front of you, okay? Unless it's other people. 
Right. Don't eat other people. Okay. Yeah. Let's don't let's don't turn into cannibals. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah. Yeah. In countries that are not third world countries where where there are and where you can go and get food. Like I people don't have to starve. Um here in in, in, in America. In, in America in most places, in most places, I'm not saying all, in mm-hmm. most places, um, starvation is not uh, as near as big of a concern as it is in others. Right. So, for example, if I am, if I am homeless for again for whatever reason, and I am living in a city like Atlanta. I am able to go and and get a meal, basically get three meals a day if I know where to go, Mm -hmm. okay? Whether that be soup kitchens or food pantries or other charitable organizations, I can go and get food, Mm -hmm. okay? And so, but I do realize there's rural areas where that's not quite as possible. Um, I think, unfortunately, a lot of times kids end up suffering from not eating the right foods because of a parent or parents unwise choices Mm -hmm. with what they end up spending their money on. Um, And I think kids suffer because of that. And I think that's an unfortunate reality. So do I think that there are kids who go to school hungry at times because they were not fed? Yes. Now, is that their fault? No. Um, and there are sometimes people that are doing their darndest, right? They're, I mean, the, yes, they may be on food stamps, but they're working, they're trying to provide, they're doing all that they can, mm-hmm. all that they know how. And they're still living, you know, paycheck to paycheck, they're pension pennies, they're, you know, they're, they're doing all that they can. And so there's no shame in the fact that they're, they're only able to eat what they can eat. Mm-hmm. And let's be real clear, like eating healthy is expensive oh, in yeah. this country. Mm-hmm. And so it is much easier to eat unhealthily than it is to eat in a healthy manner. And so I remember when, um, when I got sick, we had to completely change my diet mm-hmm. and I had to eat really clean and really healthy. And someone made the comment of like, well, I bet you're saving a lot of money from not eating da da da. And I'm like, Mm-mm. it's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Like my food budget has just exploded. Because now we're having to eat all of these things that cost so much more money to eat healthy. And so I do think, unfortunately, that is a reality as well. Like there's, I mean, you could be, you can be, if you're a middle-class family, you you may not be eating healthy all the time because you just can't afford to do it. Mm. Um, and so I think that's a sad reality. So no, I don't want to, so do, I, the, and I, I'm trying to make a difference here between like, starving which is a real problem across the world right and and then yes i think kids go hungry here at times because again of poor decisions made first world poverty yeah yeah sure and do i think that there is the reality though that people who are really trying and they're making the best money they can doing the best they can and yet they're still just not making enough to eat healthy like i get that like i mean I'm a I'm I'm married and have three kids. Like our monthly food budget is insane. If I if I have like 
small amounts of extra money and I am choosing to go see movies and uh-huh. play mini golf and go bowling with it mm-hmm. instead of going to the doctor and getting a checkup to make sure my body is okay. Mm-hmm. Is that irresponsible? Am I going to get judged for that? Okay. Because the yeah. it's available for me to do mm-hmm. and I could go make sure things aren't bad and be keeping up with that better. Is Am I going to get judged for that? Oh, are you going to judge for that from the Lord? Yeah. No. Okay. No. Do I think that he would like us to make wise decisions? Yes. But is is it, do I think, though, that I'm going to sit there and get judged because I didn't do this when I could have done this? When it's a, when it's really not a matter of sin. I mean, the Lord did ask for us to enjoy earth to enjoy our being here mm. to enjoy the fruit of this earth like we like we're told to enjoy it like it's okay to to go do things and enjoy that mm. um and yet at the same time should we every once in a while maybe choose not to do something that's enjoyable so that we can't go to a doctor or go to a dentist or something like, yeah yeah that would probably if we can mm-hmm. that would be wise um and so I don't, but I don't want to sit here and go, no, you shouldn't do this, right? Because at the same time, it would be like me saying, all right, you know what? Any extra money you make, let's say, let's say you're upper class. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're not even talking about the struggling people. Like you're upper class, you're doing great. You got all this extra money. Well, should you be taking every single penny you have and giving it away? Right. To those who are in need. Like, and, and I know some people who do give a whole lot of their extra income away. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, we talk about tithing and 10% in the church and that kind of stuff. There's people who give way more than that percentage wise away. And so, and, and God bless them because for of taxes. That. <laughs> and some do it because of taxes. Um, and, but the reality is that individuals that are having to choose between I'm going to do this or I'm going to do this. Again, I think the Lord would ask us to be wise, but we're not going to get judged for those decisions as long as we're not intentionally stepping into sin, right? In other words, the choice is not I'm going to sin or not sin. Okay. The choice is, I mean, you're talking about I'm going to go see a doctor or I'm going to go play around a mini golf. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm going to play the round of mini golf this month, but next month, my extra money, I'm going to go see the doctor or, you know, whatever. So, okay. So we just did three episodes now mm-hmm. about my body being a temple mm-hmm. or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, we all die. Correct. In the end. Correct. So ultimately, uh-huh. who cares? Okay. So in other words, we're all going to die. So who really cares what you do with your body? Right. Right. The kind of the idea from Ecclesiastes. Hey, who cares? We're all going to die. Just eat, drink, and be right. merry. Why does God care? Okay. Can't take it with us. Right. Right. Sure. I built some Legos. I can't take those with me. So what's the difference? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, the Lord's giving your body. Okay. I I made Legos that look exactly like me. In my image, and I can't take those with me. So why does God care what I do with my body? 
after making it in his image okay. when I can't take it with me. Okay. Who cares? Who cares? All right. Because the Lord has given you a body. Mm-hmm. He's given you a purpose to be here. And and I do think we have to honor the Lord and the fact of that, that this, like, I have to be real with the fact that this body is not mine. It's the Lord's ultimately. And so, therefore, I should honor him with, with my body the same way I should honor him with my soul, my, my you know, emotions, my mind. I should honor him in my spirit. And so when God says for us to love him with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, and it gets to that part of in all of our strength, all, all of our body, you know, we're, we're called to love him with our bodies as well. And so I do think he cares because it's like anything that we do, like we're, we're going to either honor the Lord in it or we're not going to honor the Lord in it. And so I do think he cares and he wants us to care for our bodies the best that we can. Right. And again, I'm not talking about that. Taking care of your body means you have to be on an exercise program and have to diet all the time. Like I'm, like we're not getting into all that. I'm just talking about the fact of, but he does want us to be responsible with what we do, responsible with our bodies. And for the sake of, I think God wants to, you know, use us to do amazing things on this earth for his glory and for his kingdom. And we need to be healthy enough to do that. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, I, I said this before, but our body and our soul and our spirit are all so intertwined and interconnected that we, when we neglect the care for one, we will neglect the, it ends up impacting the, the, the well-being of the other parts. And so if I don't care for my physical body well, it will impact my emotional and mental state and it will impact my spiritual state. Not in the sense of like salvation type things, but just how if if I'm not doing well, my body, I'm not doing well emotionally and mentally, spiritually, it's probably going to be a bit of a struggle for me in, mm-hmm. in connecting with God and hearing from God and fulfilling his purposes in my life. OK, and so I, I do think there is a call for us to care for the sake of his glory. And again, I'm the first to say I need to do a better job of caring for my own temple. I'm the second to say. All right. All right. And there's only two of us. That's true. So all of us. So I was the last person to say, which means I was the first person. Because <laughs> the last right. shall be first. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So I had one more question about uh, like super uber mega rich people. <laughs> okay. So should they be doing all the things? Like if you're if you're mega rich and... Mm-hmm. And don't need to work. Okay. Well, should all you're doing is, I mean, say that was the scenario. Okay. Should you be like doing all of the things to make sure that your body's taken care of since you can't? You mean so like eating healthy? Yeah. All, you know, yeah. Exercising. Like there's no excuse for you. Yeah, but I don't know if there's really. This is this is kind of that that preference world that we're going to get into of what we should do. Okay. But do I think that all of us should do the best that we can to care for the, our whole being, mm. body, soul, and spirit? Yeah, I do. And so, but individuals, and again, there's individuals that are really wealthy because they work 
and therefore they work that their work is a lot of what they're doing mm-hmm. to have that wealth. But if you're saying you've got so much wealth, you don't have to work, da da da. Like retired, right? Sixty five. Okay. Rich. Right. Should I just be all the way worried about keeping my body alive all the time? The goal is not to just keep our bodies alive, <laughs> but the goal is to be again. I think as healthy, healthy? as we can. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, and again, I, I know that's rich coming from someone that you know that is in the physical condition I'm in. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I I definitely need to be physically much more healthier than I am. Yeah. And so, <laughs> thanks for agreeing with me. Pastors and Christians are hypocrites. Yeah, we <laughs> so can be. It's so easy <laughs> to talk it right. It's so easy to sit here and go, yeah, you need to do this, you need to do that. This is sin. This is not sin. But to 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 live these things out. It is hard. Mm. It is hard, you know? And so, because there's so many variables in place. And, you know, so if I'm, if I'm working a full-time job, if I've got a family, you know, if, if there's other stressors or other things I've got to take care of in life, you know, most of the times the first things to go is your own health. Right. And so, and I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that so often happens. And maybe as a Christian community, we need to do better to care for one another and actually come alongside our brothers and sisters and say, hey, it's obvious that you're struggling here. What can we do to help you? I'm sure that'll go over well. <laughs> hey, do you want me to come over and babysit the kids so you can go to the gym? Jeez. <laughs> but why shouldn't we say that, right? I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like even the topic of like weight and am I body shaming you or those kind of, like, mm. no, like, okay, I am not saying that we need to all look like models. Can I just say, like, we're not saying that. Okay. We're not, it's not about the look. It's about what is healthy, right? So what I'm saying is, or is, you know, to the best of your ability, mm-hmm. is blood pressure under control? Is blood sugar under control? Is cholesterol under control? And if the answer to those questions are yes, we're good, you know? Um, I mean, I'm not saying those are the only questions, but you get what my line mm. of reasoning here. So it's not like, oh, well, you need to look this way. That's what's health. That's what healthy is. Mm. I'm not saying that at all. Um, I think that, but I, but I do think Christians, it's funny because I do think Christians kind of skirt that issue with people. What, the, the fat thing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we don't want to talk about weight mm-hmm. with each other. Um, We'll talk about so many other things, but let's not start talking about gluttony. That may, you know, um, there's this story of... Especially not on family eating Sunday. Day. Oh, my gosh. And not in the South. Yeah, no. Those, those Southern potlucks, mm-hmm. they are something. Mm-hmm. And uh, and none of it's healthy. Nope. <laughs> there's usually, not even one thing. <laughs> well, no, for, there's usually the one tray of, like, fruit... That's there that nobody touches, <laughs> or there's the or there's the there's like the celery and carrots and stuff that people right. are just dumping ranch sauce on anyway, so it doesn't really. I mean, that's not healthy mm-hmm. at that point, and so yeah, there's not much healthy mm-hmm. things going on. But yeah, there's like the one tray of fruit. There's and, the butter to go on the butter. <laughs> there's and and then there's like thirty pound cakes, mm-hmm. right? Right. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, so we're, the church definitely is not the home of healthy eating. And um, 
And so, but I do, I think the church should be more mindful of these things, more willing to talk about it. We should not in a mean way and not going like, Hey, you know, hmm. but you know, if, well, I can't wait till you do that on Sunday. <laughs> We're going to talk about gluttony. You're fat. You're fat. You're fat. I'm fat. You're fat. You're <laughs> right. <we're> really fat. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to go over. It's going to be the best. It's going to go over really well. Well, got to do it. <sighs> Tell me, Lord. I have a. This is like a two-parter question. Okay. I think maybe maybe it's the same answer. I don't know. All right. But say I'm whatever age, and okay. uh, an adult. Okay. And my somebody else has messed up my temple. Okay. Meaning my leg got blown off or rape or something. Okay. My, you know, I'm all the way burned. Okay. Something happened. Okay. How do I fix it or deal with it? Yeah. Or am I? Yeah. No, that's really, really good question. Um, Like I have to live in my body forever. Right. So, so yeah, how do I deal with that? Yeah, I, I guess I was going to say was like, there's nothing to quote unquote fix. Okay, you know, so if if you're in a situation where there's a whether it's I've got a physical handicap, whether it's I had a, an accident and now I've had to have an amputation, whether it's the you know I'm been burned or like those like and or even the the issue of rape, there's nothing to be quote unquote fixed. Okay, like in and so if if your body has been physically harmed in some way and and I, let me let me take rape and put it to the side just for a second okay all right let me deal with the others first because if there's like a a, a physical handicap or a physical um issue that's happened like there's there's nothing again and actually I'm, i'll include rape in this too there's because there's nothing that that you did to deserve it it just happened right okay or let's say you did something reckless and it caused that. Okay. Let's say I'm driving a car. I look down at my phone because I got a text and I, and I look back up. And by the time I do, there's a car right in front of me. I swerve, hit a tree, throws me out the car and I lose a leg or whatever it may be. Okay. Like, so even, even in the situation in which I call something like that to happen. Okay. And, and by the way, we always know that no one has ever caused a rape to happen. So mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure I'm very clear with that. Like n- nothing you've ever done caused you to be raped. Okay. Like in other words, we don't, we've never quote unquote deserved that or brought that upon ourselves. Um, that's, that's always someone else's um, evil intentions at play. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, but the, the idea of, physically like where am i at at this point it's like okay this is this is what's happened and your body is still valuable mm-hmm. and your body is still made in the image of god and so because the image of god is not just that all of my physical features look okay it's that i bear his image and he's a, he's spirit and so it's it's so much deeper than just the physical body parts okay but so there's nothing to again apologize for. Well, I mean, if if you did something to to 
harm others, you would obviously need to apologize for them. But talking about yourself, okay, so this is what happened. This is where I'm at, and nothing to fix. This is just honor the Lord. What I, what I have, right? The reason I wanted to separate rape for a second, in or at least talk about it separately, is because there's there's going to be significant um, emotional trauma behind that Mm. and but that can be the same case if you've been burned if you lose your eyesight um, Mm. if you if if you lose a limb um individuals um man you know i've I've known so many women with breast cancer and that just so deeply impacts them on an emotional level um and and so there's all of these things that happen and that and so that that are happening to our physical body and that's and that's why i keep talking about everything's connected there's things that can happen to our physical body but now our our mind and our emotions actually need a healing mm-hmm. like they actually need that's what needs to be healed in the temple if you were and so it's not that anything needs to be fixed it's that things need to be healed but not necessarily on a physical level but on an emotional or mental level so that you can be okay emotionally and mentally and that you can have peace because that's still one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit that you can have joy as a fruit of the Holy Spirit even in the midst of those things and I know that's a lot easier said than done like I get it mm-hmm. I understand that but that those things can those things can still be there even in the midst of physical whether it be pain or deformity or or violation mm-hmm. And so, um, yes, I wouldn't want anyone thinking, oh, no, my temple has been destroyed or marred or um, harmed or distorted, maybe harmed, but but not not distorted to the point of where it'd be unacceptable to God now. OK, so what if it was totally my fault? OK, like I sound like a robot because I smoked mm-hmm. 30 packs a day. Right. Which would be a, a feat. I mean, that would, yeah, yeah, and very expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that or just something that's my yeah, fault. Sure. Like totally my fault. Yep. I know it's my fault. Okay. And now I'm an adult and have to just deal with that now. Right. What do I do? Right. So, yeah, I so I think the I've got to have to forgive myself. I'm going to have to ask for forgiveness. And then I have to start with wherever I am at this very moment and start caring for my temple from that point on. And so if, if my, if my voice is shot because of smoking, right. Or I'm a full blown diabetic because of the way that I've eaten. And there's almost, you know, like there's just no reversing it at this point other than, you know, using medicine and insulin to help balance everything out. Then, you know, it's like, all right, this, like, I did these actions that led up to this point. I mean, these decisions that have now caused causing this. So starting today, I'm going to do them at my best to care for the temple. I ask for forgiveness. I receive forgiveness and I move on and I start caring for my temple. And, and I would say, you know, be like, Hey, I'm going to go and talk with someone about it and, I'm going to find one thing I can do today to care for my temple. Because I think when you talk about, well, just go care for your temple. It's like, oh, my God, there's like so many things I've not done. All right. Where do I even start? 
It's like, okay, can I find one thing to start with? Mm -hmm. And can I start doing that one thing? But it's not like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to stop all of, you know, X, Y, and Z. I'm going to start these 10 things. That's just unrealistic. Mm -hmm. So what is the one thing I can do to, to start making an adjustment? And I do that. Okay. Now, now what's the next thing I can do? And you kind of start layering them instead of just trying to do all of these things simultaneously. I never even asked you about cigarettes. Okay. Should I ask about cigarettes? Sure. I think that's a common question. I mean, maybe less common today. Yeah. But especially when when I was growing up. But yeah. So sure. Go ahead. Ask me. So cigarettes feel like a thing that is like even more unnecessary to do than anything else. Okay. Because like there's a period in history where you had to like people people had to drink beer because it wouldn't go bad if it sat around a long time mm-hmm. or wine or whatever. Sure. Like there's been actual needs for some of these things. Right. But like smoking cigarettes doesn't even do what we would do in yeah. like alter your brain as much. I mean, mm-hmm. it does a little bit, but so is that okay to ever do ever? Okay. Well, cigarettes. Yeah. You know, or smoking cigars. Yeah. I mean, like, is there any benefits to those that outweigh the negatives? Yeah. I, no. Okay. Not that I can see. All right. I mean, the, I mean, cause what is the end game I and mean, what is the goal? Like, or not goal, but like, what do you get from smoking cigarettes? You know, pretty much an addiction to nicotine. And there's, I mean, there's not these great things that happen because of it, you know? And, but I also get, I get the fact that if you've started down that road, that's a hard addiction to break. Mm. Um, but as far as, is there benefit from it? No. Am I telling you that you're going to hell because you're smoking cigarettes? No, I'm not saying that either. But you also have to know that there's no way that smoking cigarettes is honoring or glorifying the Lord if it's actually harming my body. So there's you you would say there's no way to there's I can't I can't justify there's no it. situation to honor lo- the Lord no, because in like smoking. yeah because I mean again it's it, even because it, it's even leading even if you're like well it doesn't cause any short term harm to it, but then you're gonna get addicted to it mm-hmm. and so like I don't see where there's any benefit of it to to for for your own body or for you to honor the Lord now again. I'm not like there's someone on here that's like, well, I'm smoking a pack a day, buddy. You know, like, okay, question. You know, the honest answer to that question of, but is this glorifying the Lord? I mean, I think you got to be honest with that. Okay, yeah. But I'm also saying, like, but I'm not sitting here saying, but you know, you've just written your ticket to hell. I'm not saying that either. Well, if anyone has any reason they can think of that smoking cigarettes glorifies God, put it in the comments. Yeah. Do it. Because I love, can't think of any. I'd love to hear it. All right. So we've spent like three episodes discussing <laughs> all this stuff about your body being a temple. So what's your thoughts on it now? Uh, That there's like. uh, Well, I got a, I got a running list after all the questions. OK. Of all the things that I need to improve on and all the things that I think I'm OK on. OK. And. The improved side 
is bigger. Okay. I think. All right. So, yeah. Okay. Well, this has been the When I Heard This Podcast. You can find the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at When I Heard This Podcast and Twitter and Locals at When I Heard This. Joseph, uh, that was fun. Always is. Those three episodes of body talk. Yeah, man. Temple stuff. Deep. Patreon $5. I am on Facebook and Instagram at Nate Robinsoff. And Joseph is on Instagram at Rev Joe T. This has been the one I heard this podcast, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.